With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. He's a well-respected high school football scout. Known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Friday matchup show with my man, Greg Biggins. GB, it's Friday. How you doing? It was crazy, Keith. It's Friday, but I still feel the same way I did on Tuesday, which is just not very lively. It's amazing how that happens sometimes. You know what? It's a lingering effect of a long weekend. But that's all right, my man, because you know what? It's the matchup show, and we're looking at a ton of matchups. We got five or six games. The top games here in the Southern section, dynamic players, legendary head coaches, terrific one-on-one game inside the game breakdown. But before we do that, GB, we got to remind people that every week, we have a Sleeper of the Week. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. Game one on the matchup show. Who we got? How about we jump right in and talk about Murrieta Valley versus Oaks Christian. These teams play every year, Keith. Probably one of the better games I saw two years ago was Hank, the Spank, Bachmeyer, and Matt Corral going back and forth. This is when Matt was a junior and Hank was a sophomore. It was something like 60 to 50, and it was incredible. Both those two kids went off. These two teams played last year, and Murrieta Valley beat a highly favored Oaks team in that one, 38 to 20. So kind of a revenge game for Oaks. They already got revenge on Chaminade earlier in the year, Keith. Now they're going for their second revenge game against Murrieta Valley. Haven't beaten them in a couple years. Not the same Murrieta Valley. No Marquis Spiker. No Pete Duffy calling the plays. They still have Hank Bachmeyer. Obviously, you know about Oaks, they have players that are elite at every single level, offensively and defensively. Keith, you were 6-0 last week. Yes, sir. Give me a score. Give me a prediction and give me your score. Yeah, a little bit of a mismatch here. Uh, This is a high-powered Oaks team. 
elite players at every level on both sides of the ball. I think it's a good chance for quarterback Josh Calvert to get on target and on the same page and become more efficient in the passing game, led on the outside by Bryce Farrell. Bryce Farrell. I think Farrell. I think Oaks Christian goes upside the head of Marietta Valley. I love Hank Bachmeyer. I think he's going to be a big-time winner and a productive player at the next level at Boise State. I'm excited to see his growth and production. But I think the Marietta Valley, I think they're the Hawks. I think they take it on the chin here. Oaks Christian has the momentum. They have the energy. They have the players. Head coach Charlie Collins is doing an outstanding job. Having his team ready to play week in and week out. I'm taking Oaks Christian here in a big one because I don't think Marietta Valley's defense is ready. Oaks 56, Marietta Valley 20, 20. 56 to 20. That's what that's my call. All right. And we have yet to preview St. John Bosco this year. And it's not because we don't love St. John Bosco. They could be the number one team in the country, or at least in the top two or three. But it's because every week they're playing a team that we know is not going to be able to give them a test. And so far, we haven't seen their starters play in the second half. Actually, they might have played against Mililani a couple weeks ago, but mostly those guys are playing a half of football, and that's it. But this week, at least on paper, at least two weeks ago, I thought this could be a, a decent test. They're playing the Chaminade Eagles, who give up 70 points to Folsom. It won't get a whole lot easier. In fact, it's going to get tougher because they're playing against a guy who goes by the name DJ Wooly Unilay. Sure. They're going against a guy who goes by the name of Chris Hudson. That's right. Kobe Bowman, Jude Wolf, That's Jake right. Bailey, defensively. Mean, angry, and aggressive is how I would describe the Bosco defense with players all over the place. Absolutely. Keith, I know you're going to pick Bosco. I'm just kind of curious what kind of score it's going to be think this one could be this is going to be tough it's a tough matchup for Chaminade Greg if you ask me uh, again Chaminade struggles on the back end they just do not have the personnel um, to compete on the back end with high level talent high level athletes Bosco coming in with five division one caliber wide receivers they got the best pocket passer in the country maybe regardless of class and DJ Uwe Analele and they're rolling on all cylinders on offense right now. Shamanai coming up giving a 70 spot against Folsom. I think Bosco and DJ, they're licking their chops. They're looking like Birdman in the studio, rubbing his fans together. And I think they put a whopping 69 on Shamanade. And I think DJ goes for over 400 yards passing. Five touchdowns. I'm going to call this game 69-14. Bosco throttles Chaminade, takes him behind the woodshed, and smacks him around like some stepchildren. Chaminade does not have a chance in this game, and they're going to get ran up out of that stadium real fast. Not right now, but right now, GB. The fighting Blake Angelato is not going to be happy to hear this comment from you, Keith. He's going he's gonna to put those comments on his locker they're at them all week long actually it's the Friday show so he won't have a lot of time to put no, he, no he won't he won't I just hope Ryan Stevens the quarterback from Chaminade doesn't get hurt he's a, ver- he's a very nice kid with a great family 
and uh, very, very avid LA Kings hockey fans as well. Man, I hope he comes out of this one healthy, like you said, because, man, that Bosco defensive front is something else. It is. It is. That defensive front, they get it's after you. They're, they're talented, they're fast, they're physical, and they're deep. They rotate in about eight guys, led yep. by Oregon commit Suave Poti. Colorado commit Naeem Robin those guys are in the interior you can't forget about the sack man on the edge Cole Aubrey he gets vertical penetration off that edge in a hurry and you've got 1.5 seconds to let that ball go I'm in love with the linebacker group I love Jacob Jernadal inside backer he's got a head like a hammer and he comes downhill from tackle to tackle the outside backers go forth Spencer Lido, they're athletic. They can, they have range. They play pass. They play runs. They blitz off the edge. They get unbelievable pressure at Bosco, and they have a lot of depth to play man to man. Kids like James Smith coming off the bench. And we know they got four stars: Steele and McDuffie, Toller. They got big time players. There's no question about it. John John Vaughns, how has he developed and progressed? Over the last six weeks, I'm interested to see. He's got a lot of talent. Comes from a terrific bloodline. Bosco, 69, Greg. Chaminade, 14. That's my call. It's a big-time blowout. It's going to be a big, bad Bosco party. You know, the guy that's actually doing some things in the secondary is is, is Jake Newman. Jake Newman, absolutely. I like yeah, him, too. John John, I, I knew he was a good baseball player, but I didn't realize just how good. I guess John John Bonds, he's missed a lot of time because of baseball commitments. He's a probable first-round draft pick, they're saying. So he's missed a lot of practice time. So in his place, Jake Newman has been playing really, really well. Yeah. I, I didn't mention it two weeks ago, but when they played Millie Lonnie, I tell you what, man, I, we've been watching DJ since he was in eighth grade. He made some throws in that Millie Lonnie game that were un- like college-level throws. And yes. He, he doesn't get enough credit. You know, everyone knows he has the big arm, but I don't think he gets enough credit for the kind of touch Sure. And accuracy and just the way he can just feel the, the throws. It doesn't just overpower everything. I mean, he made, you know, probably about four or five, you know, the intermediate 18 to 20 yard throws over the correct shoulder, over the defensive back that were just unbelievable. So, I mean, he's taken his game to another level. Um, no baseball for him this offseason. So, I think it really paid, made off, uh, paid off, made a huge difference. Sure. They have a credit on Marv or San Clemente, Keith. CDM. So San Clemente. Yeah. CDM. Uh, we know, know, know about the you know quarterback Garbers is playing well. Humphreys, they got some good athletes on defense too. San Clemente, they're they're playing a tough schedule. Lost a lot of tough close games. Lost to Murrieta Valley in the Fighting Bach Myers last week. Um, they've lost a couple games, like really high scoring games. So I'm assuming this game is going to be high scoring as well because both teams can score. San Clemente, CDM, Keith Miller. What do you think? I feel this could be a tough one for you. This could be the one to break the streak. You know what? I'm a little torn here. I'm a little torn. I've got I've got some good intel on on the Triton program. Of course, I visited there in the spring. I really love what I saw. Some young guys who are on the verge of the come up. Um, a senior leadership at quarterback. Some weapons on the outside. Defensively, I thought they had a, a lot of tryhards, a lot of guys who were, you know, underdeveloped, undersized, but, you know, they play hard, they run to the football, they try to play with technique. CDM has a difference maker in Humphreys. They have a big time quarterback in Garbers. Do they have the team, though, to match up 
with this Triton team, who I think is a very good football team, and they have a multiple they have a multitude of players who can make a difference. I think CDM has a couple. I think San Clemente has more than a couple. I think they got a few times a couple. I'm going to take San Clemente here in a nail-biter, 31-30. San Clemente over Corona Del Mar. 31-30. to There you go. I like that. Oh, yeah. Got Brendan Costello. We'll need to have a huge game, Keith. 31 to 30 is your call. Yes, sir. Um, how about another game? I've targeted this game I'm going to probably be at. Upland is taking on Mission Viejo. Both teams are undefeated. I think both teams are in my top five or top six in the seven section rankings that I do Fox. Upland has the Davises, no relation, Cam and Taj, obviously the best linebacker in the country. Regardless of class, Justin Flo. Mission Bayo has the great Achille Arnold, Joey Yellen, JoJo Forrest. Gee, this game is going to be really good. What are your thoughts? It is. Considering that I went to go see Mission Viejo in the spring, I saw Upland, first game of the year against La Habra. Justin Flo is back on the field, causing havoc, making plays, intimidating other people's children. But they're on the road. They meaning Upland. They're on the road at Mission Viejo. Mission Viejo has the senior quarterback. Mission Viejo has the senior playmakers. I think Mission Viejo's in a good spot here. If they can protect the football, keep Justin Flo from wrecking the game, I think Mission Viejo's in a good spot to take it to Upland in a in a hard-fought battle. I'm taking Mission Viejo 28 Upland, 21. Taz Davis versus JoJo Forrest is going to be great. Akili Arnold squaring up with Cam Davis in the open field. I think it's going to be awesome. Justin Flo on the blitz in the A-gap on a smoke. Going against Arizona State commit Joey Yellen, who's going to be dropping deep in the pocket. I love the matchup. Teron Manley. Can he make plays against JoJo Flores on the outside as he's lined up at corner? Is he going to face Maven Anderson, the super sophomore? We're going to find out what Zeron Manley's made of here, but I like Mission Viejo. They're at home. They have the senior quarterback. They, I think they have the senior laden squad. I like them 28-21 at home. They get the W. Zaron Manley. Because like you said, Zaron or Teron. I'm sorry, Zaron Manley. My my fault. That's a good breakdown. That should be good. I'm pretty sure I'll be at that one. I think uh, I will too. This? How about this one? A couple of, uh, I think a couple undefeated teams. Moore Park versus Westlake. Moore Park just had a, a, a huge win. Um, Over Higley. You know what? Yeah. Higley um, of Arizona, I yeah. I think of the week before... They had the big win where they had an overtime two-point conversion with that I love. But Moore Park is always really good. Yeah. Um, Drake London is definitely going to have credit for being how good he, he is because he's also a good basketball player and we didn't get to see him a lot. But he's he's a tremendous mismatch. Westlake will put Cam Fabi Klein on him. You got to assume because Cam's 6'2 and he can physically match up with Drake who's probably closer to 6'3", 6'4". Sure. You got 
Gabe Floyd, Satterman, quarterback. Um, but Mark Park's good also. Um, I'm this For me, this is going to be a really good game, Keith. You got a, you got a prediction for me. I, I think it I might do. be a tough one. No, yeah, it is a tough one. And... You know, it's it's a bit this is a big test for Westlake. People have kind of questioned their schedule um, early in the season. Moore Park battle tested, took on Higley of Arizona, got the W. Drake landed with an unbelievable one-handed catch, running down the sideline full speed. Uh, I talked about him last year. I really like him as a football player and a prospect. Moore Park has got some momentum. They just got a big win, kind of showed their mettle. I think this is a prove-it game for Westlake. Top-ranked linebacker, DeGabriel Floyd, dynamic slot running back, Jason Heller, Marco Siderman, the young quarterback, Cam, Fabby Q lining on the defensive backfield, and also playing receiver. I think this is a prove-it game for Westlake, and I think they get it done. Again, another close game, Greg. I'm going to call it Westlake, 24. Moore Park, 20. That's my final. I got Westlake winning this one. Westlake, you said 24-20? 24. I know you're writing it down, GB. You're going to hold oh, me man, to it. I, I got to. I got to. <laughs> Westlake, 24-20. No, I, I, I think that's a good call. I like it. Yeah. I like that. Um, let's see. How many more games do we have left? Jeez, I think we might just have one more. Yeah. Narbonne, the Gauchos, versus Sarah Cavaliers. Uh, Narbonne is... One in three. Lost a tough one to Centennial. Did come out of that game healthy, which is always good. The Sarah Cavs won a thrilling game over Long Beach Poly. These two teams have a lot of players that know each other. A lot of players in the area either transfer to Narbonne or Sarah. It's kind of funny talking to different people. They decide, oh, I'm not sure where I'm going to go to school. Narbonne or Sarah. You hear that quite a bit. So it's gonna be fun. Um, breaking it down, Keith. What do you think? I, I got some things in my head right now after just watching Narbonne and sure. the Sarah game on TV. But what are your thoughts? Rivalry game. Uh, the the I think the the ghost of Khalil Tate is gonna be in the building. <laughs> he torched Sarah. Excuse me, Narbonne for two years. I think he went for like eleven or twelve touchdowns in two years. Narbonne coming off of a tough loss, kind of got their heads beat in by Centennial. Sarah coming off of a big win. Some people would call it an upset win on the road at Veteran Stadium against Long Beach Poly. Quarterback Doug Brumfield really feeling himself, playing with confidence. Receivers are getting open, catching the peel. Can they stop a running game? Can Narbonne get a running game going? I haven't heard about an Arbonne running game this year. That leads me to believe that Sarah's going to be okay defending the run. Okay, secondly, Narbonne's passing game seems like it improved maybe a little late last week. Can they hold up defensively? Sarah doesn't have a tremendous pass rush, um, and their defensive secondary isn't special. Narbonne may have some success in the air. On the flip side of the ball, you have Sarah's offense, who's humming a little bit now, and Narbonne's defense, which is solid, uh, but they they gave up some tail last week to Carter Freeland, my sleeper of the week from this past week. Uh, Rezirat's laugh in that Centennial offense. I think 
I go with Sarah here. Again, quarterback Doug Brumfield and his left arm in the pocket. Eaton versus that Narbonne secondary. I think he's going to throw the pill and throw it often. I think he's going to have receivers open. They got a plethora of weapons there. Um, at Sarah, Stovall, Bunkley, Sheldon. They got a bunch of guys who can make plays. Uh, I really love the kid on the outside, number 12, Justin Lockhart. Didn't know much about him going into the season, but he has my attention. He's long, lean, and athletic. He makes plays, and he's bouncy. He's got some juice in those legs. I'm going to take Sarah here. I think Narbonne continues their slide and their skid. I'm going to take Sarah, 28, Narbonne, 14. Sarah is going 28 to 20. 28-14, GB. I don't think the Narbonne offense is ready to get off the schneid just yet. 28 to 14. Why did I say 28 to 20? Remember this game, Chief, last year, we, uh, last year uh, I think Sarah was up 14 nothing, and Narbonne ended up winning 17-14. Yes. And I remember we, we talked about there was like 20 police cars at the game, and people were spraying stuff in the air. That was this game when they, these two teams played. That, that, that was kind of a funny scene. This year will be at Sarah, so hopefully none of that nonsense will be going on. So you like the Cavs twenty-eight to fourteen. Cavs you know, twenty-eight to fourteen. When we talked about Narbonne and Centennial, but you know I liked Narbonne. Mentioned that the running game, you know, Marcus Yates, the sophomore, yep, with a four GPA. He's good. He's their featured back right now. They used to judge. They used uh, Juwan Collins a little bit late in the game. And uh, John, John actually got a, a touch, late touchdown. Good to see he's such a great kid. But the Yates kid's got some juice to him. Yes. And he's their featured guy. And I, I guarantee you, Manny Douglas is going to watch the film, and they're going to say, okay, here's how we got to attack Sarah. we got to just go right at him, up the middle. Yates, maybe they'll make some Collins, who's built like a man already. little one-two combination. If Narbonne can do that, I think they got a chance to score more than 14 points and it could be a much different game but regardless it's going to be fun that's uh that's another game I probably would think about going to if I didn't just watch Narbonne this past weekend so good times Keith good times yeah no doubt about it good times should be a fun game intersectional rivalry game two schools separated by probably I don't know maybe five miles maybe Greg Biggins, you're talking about Marine going down to, what is that, almost Lamita? Uh, so maybe yeah. five miles. Two coaches who know each other well, two programs, kids know each other very, very well. Should be a great game. I think Doug Brumfield is the difference maker. He's just an older, more mature, lefty quarterback for Sarah versus the younger Jalen Henderson, um, who's still trying to get caught up to the speed of the varsity game things seemed like they were moving too fast for him early on in the season he seems like he's getting better Greg um, tell me a little bit about his performance last week and what do you expect out of him this week I mean he was shaky but again I don't, I don't want to put all that on him because that centennial front was ridiculous yeah. uh, he got he got hit um, every time he threw and hit hard you know Drake Jackson and those guys were just were just men, and they they made it really tough on him. So I think right now, you know, hopefully he's not, you know, shell shock. Hopefully he's still confident, 
you know, Centeno had the ball first. They drove down to the, you know, 20-yard line, went for it on fourth down and couldn't run the ball and got stuffed. And then Narbonne's first play, uh, he came through a pick six. So it's, it's kind of like, oh, here we go. You know what I'm saying? Those, those feelings get, gotta be coming. Oh, here we go again. He, right. he made some, he made some throws. He throws a nice ball when he has time. It's just right now, um, you know, from a confidence standpoint, uh, hopefully he can really step up and, and have a big game. He needs to because obviously this is, uh, you know, this, this, this could be his last game starting this year. Five games sit out is over. So hopefully he comes out and, and gives a good account of himself and, but we'll see, because Narbonne, um, or excuse me, Sarah, you know, they, uh, they don't provide much of a pass rush, but they still have athletes back there in the secondary. So small windows, got to be really accurate with their throws. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, keep your head up, Jalen Henderson. Keep fighting. Go out Absolutely. there and put on a good performance and play for your teammates. You know, you're always going to have naysayers. You're always going to have haters. You're always going to have people wishing against your success, but you got to block out that noise. You got to focus on the task at hand and take it one play at a time. Don't think about what happened last week. Don't think about what happened against St. Louis. One play at a time, one play and clear. Doesn't matter what happened last play. Go out and get the next play and put your team in a position to be successful to go down and score. Without further ado, GB, I think that does it for the matchup show, my friend. Thank you so much for your insight and your input. I always appreciate you being on air with me. It's time to wrap this baby up. There's a new sheriff in town. And his name is Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.